Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's Big Sills. How you doing, bros? How is the Big Sills Army doing? We welcome everybody aboard here. See, this is one of the very few shows where that the only person that gets hollered at is your Shirley. Oh, and maybe my boy Xander. Okay, because you know why? We welcome everybody's conversation in here. That's what our show is all about, man. It's about building the Big Sills Army. I so enjoy talking to you guys. It really is one of the highlights of my day. What I mean, those guys, the people that join our show each and every single day, if you'd like to bring some content to the program, we so welcome it. It's absolutely going to be another power-packed day because if you guys join in the program, and we thank you again. Again, I want to make sure if you're new to the program, okay? Guys like Ewing and Muhammad and Kevin and Jermaine, these are part of the Big Sills Army already that we're building here on the Jacob Media Channel here at the National Football Show. You guys join us each and every single day, and we so appreciate it. There's my boy Trev, and you guys add to the program. We've got content. You've got content. You know, it's like somebody walking into a pizza place on Broad Street. If you walk into a pizza place and you see Big Sills there, okay, I'm not going to serve you Chinese food. You want a pizza from Big Sills. How you doing? That's what we do here, man. We give you what you want to hear. Not what the host wants you to hear. That's not what this is about here. So enough of that, okay? Enough preaching here. We don't do the preaching part here on the National Football Show. So before we get going here, too. <laughs> right on, man. In Stanford, Connecticut. That's Big Sills' place, man. That's where I was born. All right. Before... We start taking your calls. Dave, thank you so much for coming aboard. I'll get to all you guys in a minute. May I ask you guys a question on Jalen Hurts? And let's put Carson Wentz into this conversation. Do you think it was the right decision to move off of Carson Wentz? Was it the right move? We still have a lot of football to play, right? Got seven games left. It's a lot of football. 
There's a lot of football to be evaluated this year. Was it the right decision? Let me give you some numbers. This is through 14 NFL starts. Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. Follow me here. Jalen Hurts, 3,078 yards in 14 NFL starts. Wentz, 33.85. Not much of a difference. Rushing yards. 819 rushing yards and 14 starts for Wentz versus 110 for Carson Wentz. 26 total touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. 15 for Carson Wentz. Interceptions. Jalen Hurts, 8. Carson Wentz, 13. Fumbles. Jalen Hurts, 12. Carson Wentz, 14. QBR. Jalen Hurts, 87.3. Carson Wentz, 78.5. Records, both. You're probably shocked when I tell you. Both are 5-9. and Both quarterbacks. If you look at it, are pretty compatible after 14 starts. And yet we were always under the impression that there was a higher ceiling for Carson Wentz because he was drafted in the first round, right? I'm looking at this objectively here. I mean, the passing yards are almost the same. Obviously, the rushing yards, Jalen's way past him, 700 yards past him. He's got less fumbles, more touchdowns. He's got a higher quarterback rating, and the record's 5-9. and nine. But this difference here, through his first 14 games, the Eagles were ascending talent-wise on that roster to be a Super Bowl team. Jalen Hurts' his roster is going back up again. Kent says, Daniel, those headphones look wacky. <laughs> All right, man. It looks like a chin strap. All right, here. There we go. Now I look like an egghead. Great. Thanks. Kent, let me let me deal with the fashion, all right? Let Big Seals deal with the fashion. How you doing? All right. Think about this, guys. Jalen Hurts, 3,078 passing yards. Wentz, 3385. Wentz has a higher quarterback rating. Went, I mean, me, uh, Hertz has a higher quarterback rating. Wentz has a lower um, total when it comes to rushing yards. He's got more turnovers and the same record. Yeah. So I ask you again, was it the right decision to move off of Wentz? I'm going to tell you it was. And here's the plain and simple reason. I could no longer rely on him to stay healthy. I could no longer rely on him if situations were to pop up. Maybe it's a new coordinator. 
Maybe we have a new head football coach. Look at look, look at how Justin Herbert has handled that. Jalen Hurts is the perfect candidate for the Eagle job because of what his mother said on our channel. Jalen's had five different offensive systems in six years. He's prone to understand change. Verbiage, language, cadence, audibles, different formations. He has been schooled and he has been coached to be exactly what he's doing. Carson Wentz is still struggling and we see it mightily sometimes, right? When he gets into a new system, hey, he'll play great consistently, consistently, consistently. And then all of a sudden he'll have the worst eight minutes in pro football history. Jalen doesn't have those lows like that. He doesn't have those gigantic pitfalls that Wentz has. So if you could protect the ball and Nick Sirianni could keep coaching him, I'm not putting the ball on the carpet, and we start to see him win more games conventionally instead of unconventionally because that's the issue with Eagle fans, and I think that's still the issue with the front office. He's starting to get better unconventionally. And it's hard to evaluate that. It's hard to evaluate that. Alexander is dead on. And a draft pick hurts his feelings. That's right. All of those intangibles. Jalen Hurts was pulled for Tua Tugaviola at Alabama. That schooled him for that moment. When they got rid of Wentz, he went to Alabama or he went to Oklahoma. He picked that system up and led him to a Final Four. Jalen Hurts, not only talent-wise, but coaching-wise, has been... He's been coached for this moment. He's been coached for what he's doing. That's why we're seeing him get better. He's been through the wars of inconsistent people around him. Do you agree? Carson Wentz is too inconsistent of a quarterback to keep his job. I think he's going to struggle to keep his job in Indianapolis. So I ask you again, was it the right decision to move off of Carson Wentz? Smile. Every eagle win that Jalen won in the NFL was a defensive victory. Jalen did not win a game where he had to ball out. Okay? William, Wentz got benched in the Green Bay game, and he got all butthurt. Ewing, Wentz actually tried that left-handed pass again. I'm like, wow, again, too, Ewing. Those are some of the worst eight minutes of football I've ever seen. East Candom says, yes, it was time to move off of Wentz. So does Wildebeest. Kevin says, Wentz was too used to being the star in college. Something to be said about that. You're at North Dakota State. You know, 
You're at a small program. And by the way, when you're at a small program like that, and you're Carson Wentz, you are the star in the room. When you go to Alabama, you're amongst stars. And you know what? That leads me to this too. You know, I get asked this question all the time. Seals, would you want to play at Alabama today? Or would you want to play somewhere where you could play four years? You know what my answer always is? Well, if I can't start at Alabama, I can't start in the NFL. And I want to stand out in the crowd. And I want to stand in that crowd. You imagine if you start in an Alabama crowd? Out in an Alabama crowd instead of a Temple crowd? Okay? That, I mean, that, that's like standing out, right, at a circus. Got a little short people over here, and you're like, great. I know. I don't care about that. I want to stand out in a gigantic place like Alabama. A.T. says he's from North Carolina. He couldn't handle the big city influence. Could be some to that. I think sometimes, though, A.T., maybe a guy like that, in my opinion, maybe he's, he's just unaware of the surroundings around him, and he doesn't know how big a city Philadelphia is and what kind of sports fans that are in it. You know what I mean? Alexander says, let's face it. Wentz was broken. Trevor says, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. You got to stand out. Absolutely. Nick Foles, I got you. Hertz is way more reliable and durable than Wentz. Okay, you're dead on, man. Okay, yes. That's what I'm saying here. Look at these numbers that I'm talking to you about. 33,000 passing yards. He's got him by 200 passing yards after 14 starts. Jalen's got Wentz by 700 rushing yards. He's got 11 more touchdowns than Wentz after 14 NFL starts. It's pretty significant. He's got five less interceptions, two less fumbles, higher QBR. And again, the difference in the teams were night and day. The Eagles were getting better, right? The Eagles' defense and offensive lines were being considered the best units in the sport. Right now, we're kind of seeing a little age, injuries, inconsistency in both units. And Jalen's playing behind that. My point is, let me put Jalen Hurts on that 2017 Eagles team. Does he do the same thing Foles does? I don't know. Maybe. It's pretty impressive. The Eagle teams were completely different for both of these men. Lucio says, Wentz more talented. Hurts a better football player. Xander, put that up. Put that up, that Lucio. There you go. Put that up. Guys, that is the number one thing that you do when you evaluate quarterbacks. Let me make that point right there to you. Who's a more talented athlete, Michael Vick or Tom Brady? Who's a more talented athlete? It's Vick in spades. It, it, you, you're not, 
You're not even debating that. Who's a better football player? Who's a better quarterback? You're not even de- think about how much that conversation changes when I change the words. Who's the better athlete? Who's the better football athlete? Vic, it's incredible. It's not close. It's not even a debate. Well, who's the better quarterback? A better football player? That's not a debate. How can it be that much of a gap between those two conversations? Who's the best football athlete, Vic or Brady? Not a conversation. I wouldn't even continue it. Brady can't jump over a ruler. Okay, he can't jump over a ruler. But who's the best player and the best quarterback? Tom Brady. And it's not close. Wow. Just with a couple word changes, you change that entire dynamic. That's why it's so hard to evaluate quarterbacks. Because traditionally, if you hear people talking about, well, he's the best athlete I've ever seen. This is why I was down. You know, and a lot of guys on our channel, they love to pick a Justin Fields in Chicago, okay? Because you know what they started with? Here's what they started with the conversation with me. Well, he ran a 4-4 at the Combines, and he's a hell of an athlete. Those two things have nothing to do with quarterbacking, and Tom Brady proves the point to you. Tom Brady proves that point. I don't care if Justin Fields runs a 4-4. That's great if he's a wideout or a running back or a corner. If you're a quarterback, my quarterback running 4-4, is, it, it doesn't matter. It's not part of what I'm looking for. Now, if you're looking for an RPO quarterback and you're trying to build an offense at Baltimore like you are with Lamar Jackson, that matters. I get it. But how many Lamar Jacksons are there? What they're doing in Philadelphia is kind of what they're trying to do in Baltimore. They're trying to figure out plays, sequences, offensive groupings. They're trying to figure out how they can build this offense around Jalen Hurts and win an NFC East. The big debate is not whether or not they should have moved off of Wentz. It's if they can move forward and compete against Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys with this style of offense. I proved to you after 14 games, Jalen Hurts has better numbers than Carson Wentz, and Wentz was on a better team. You should be feeling better about yourself, about a guy. Watch this too, guys. Your second-round draft choice was not a mistake. The big debate in Philly is how he overreached for him. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think Jalen was drafted exactly where he should have been. A second-round draft choice. What's-his-name says that the 2016 team, Jermaine says, wasn't good. But they were moving up, Jermaine. My point is, I, 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 get, I understand where you're coming from, okay? I understand that. But you were starting to put building blocks on that team. You were starting to see the coaching, the elevating of 
players around, getting better. The record may not have dictated, but the team was getting better. You saw the team. I saw the team getting better. East Candom says second round pick is perfect. Get this, East Candom. Would we not agree that at the beginning of this year, if we would have said Jalen Hurts, was he drafted at the right spot in the second round? Would we all have said this? No way. It was a waste pick by Howie. Now we're doing this. He's trending in a great place. The team's getting better. After 14 games, he's outperformed Carson Wentz. And get this, not a professional coach in the house. You're there with training wheels, Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. This is pretty impressive, guys. This is pretty impressive with all the things surrounding Jalen Hurts right now that he's how about this is this fair to say Jalen Hurts is starting to stabilize the franchise okay Dion says the 16 receiver group for the Eagles was ranked last Carson's rookie year okay Dion I would say this to you are you, are, are you suggesting that uh, Jalen Hurts is on a better football team than what Carson Wentz was? His first year starting? I'll leave that guy. I'll leave that to you guys. Who's on a better? That's a great question. I read you these numbers. Remember, I've been covering your team from about 30,000 feet. Now I'm looking it in the eye. First 14 games, who had the better team, Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? Who had the better group? Charles says Carson had a better team and better coaching. Monkey Mind Banana says Hurts in his prime. That's forgot about Zach on the team. Jermaine says Hurts for sure has way more weapons. Watkins and Devontae Smith? Really rookies? Your group must have sucked. Jeff says definitely better coaching. Jeff, if we've learned anything and what you're watching in New England, coaching matters in the NFL, doesn't it? That's crazy. Thank you. Let me know when you have a better quarterback than last year. And people don't like that. It's like Eagle fans don't want their team to do good. Toxicity at its finest. I don't know how people don't root for their team. Okay? I'm not rooting for Carson Wentz. I'm not rooting against Jalen Hurts at all. Because if that guy wins, we all win. That means the team's winning. You know what it reminds me of? It's like people who root against the United States of America. You hate a guy on Pennsylvania Avenue, so you root against him. That's like rooting against your head football coach. You may not like that guy, but at the end of the day, guys, it's still the United States of America. You don't root against your coach. This is our country. Okay? Don't root against your coach. Just play for him. His ineptness will take care of it in the end. Or... We'll be a better team in the end. This is about winning. 
Monkey Mind, oh my God, stop. Wentz had Ertz. Alshon Jeffries, when he was good. Sanders in the backfield. Johnny Blaze of Madden. Yo, how you doing, brother? Jayla deserves another year to be the starter. No, no, no. Leo, we got to find out today. I don't want to. So you want to go through a 54-game evaluation like they are in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield? Not me. How about this? Guns is like this. Mac Jones is flying under the radar. Do you think they know they have their guy in New England after, what, 10 starts? I don't need a boatload of starts. He is, Leo, though. He is showing growth every single week. Absolutely. Hey, Ewing says, Sills, imagine Jalen Hurts in New England with Bill Belichick. Wow. Hakeem. How he looked at Kenny Pickett, it's the same thing he did to Wentz. It messes up the quarterback starting. Let me tell you something about him going to see Kenny Pickett. I'll take, I'll take Kenny Pickett in the third round. I'm not wasting one of my top ten picks on that dude. That's not happening. All right, listen. Our weekly visit with Jason Cole, I'm going to ask Jason this. The way the kid's playing, Jalen Hurts, the way Nick Sirianni's coaching, are the Eagles getting better? Are the Cowboys legitimate if they beat the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend? We'll talk to our NFL insider. By the way, do me a favor, guys. Please hit that like button. I so appreciate you guys coming aboard. We'll get right back to you. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500, or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. 
The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. So you see Pete Carroll crying about the referees. They had a lot to do with that loss in Green Bay. Pete, you got shut out, dude. Hard to bitch about referees when you're getting shut out. Well, they had a lot to do with it. Dude, you were never in that ball game. You guys were never in that game. And this guy was crying about, well, you know, the ref sucked and everything. He was trying to make excuses. Can I tell you something, guys? I thought I'd never say this about Pete Carroll. I don't know. You know where I'm going? I don't know. Starting to get a little bit. I don't know. You know how a guy is at a place a tad bit too long? I don't know. This ain't ending well. Is he a Hall of Fame coach? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the very few coaches ever to win a national championship and Super Bowl. Think about this, for instance, too. When you think about Pete Carroll's legacy, should have won another national championship at USC, goes for it on fourth down, and then that ridiculous play at the goal line again and doesn't hand it to Marshawn Lynch, and they throw the ball. Just hand it to Lynch. You win two Super Bowls in a row. Okay, I mean, those were coaching decisions on both parts. Monkey mind. Andy Reid wore his welcome out in Philly at the end. Why wouldn't you think Pete Pete Carroll would too? Okay. Vasily, how you doing? Oh, good, man. I think Pete Carroll's worn it out there in Seattle, man. I think we're about on that respirator right now, right? Time to get a new coach in there. Can you see Doug Peterson going up there? By the way, I think if Pete Carroll resigns, Eagle fans. You ready? If Pete Carroll resigns at the end of the year, he's 71 years old. And he resigns at the end of the year or they fire him. Russell Wilson going to stay in Seattle? No way. No way. Philly, your team's getting better. you got that guy out there, right? Then you make a decision. I don't mind replacing Jalen Hurts with Russell Wilson, but you know what I'm not doing? I'm not replacing Jalen Hurts with Nancy Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to replace that guy for just anybody. That ain't going to work. You know how sometimes when you replace a guy or you fire a guy, okay, 
you replace him with a turd. Well, dude, I'd rather have the other guy than the turd you just put in the building. East Candom says Pickett is a downgrade. Dude, I think Pickett's decent. I don't think he's anything. How about this? That ain't Dan Marino coming out of pit. Tape weight. Hurts is a beast. He's sure playing like it as of late. He's sure playing like it. Sam Bradford. That's the last guy that hijacked the league in the draft. He got $55 million to suck. I have never in my life ever seen a guy, okay, ever seen a guy steal more money in my life from the NFL owners than what this guy Sam Bradford did. When Jesse James was robbing banks, I swear to you, he was using a Colt 45. When Sam Bradford was robbing NFL owners, he was using bad play in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to rob somebody, okay, I mean, really. This guy was putting his hand down like this and getting his paychecks from his owners every Tuesday like this. Look, thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh and for the record, I love showing you my – here's one of my NFL paychecks here just so you know right there. What's this thing for? Oh, it's ten grand. Whatever it was, there's ten thousand dollars from the Lions. So, hey, look, he's getting his paycheck like this. I got thank you with his head down. <laughs> getting a paycheck with your head down and your hand out. Can I have a bowl of soup, please? Oh yeah, do you got any crackers back there? <laughs> Why? Because you suck so bad, Sam. Yeah, uh, that'd be it. Holy cow. Yeah, but tape weight. At least Bobby only he's a backup, but we know it. Hey, yeah. Hey, big, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Big Chris. I want to tell you something here. You're now officially one of my favorite people that chime into the National Football Show. You are clearly one of my favorites. Do me a favor before we go to Jason Cole. Hey, Xander, can, can, you, can you put Big Chris up there for me? Just put Big Chris up there for me. There you go. You're always welcome here, my friend. You see, we don't holler at folks that come on our show. You guys holler at me, like this next guy, my boy Jason Cole. He's always holler never... at me. Well, no, you're not hollering at me, but you're always correcting me because I'm always wrong, or it seems. You're just you're just challenged. Yes, but I'm okay with that because so was Einstein, and so and and and, and so was like you know some of the greatest people on the planet, wow. like Huckleberry, wow. like 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 Mark Twain, they were challenged. You know, Edison, he was challenged. So I, I put myself in Hemingway, like, you know, I mean, for who the bell told. Wow. I, I, I know that I'm like old man in the sea, so I know that I'm challenged. It's okay. It's, you know. By the way, he did sketch a How many literary? Together. Did you look at all of those literary references this last week? Okay. Just so you know, young man, <laughs> I, went to, I went to Hemingway's house in the Keys, and I sat there and – had a nice beer in honor of him and said, I, I think sure. we have a lot of I think we have a lot in common, Ernest. You and me, brother. 
Ernest would have been a cane, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, he would have been a cane because he was a tad bit of a renegade. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He would have been a tad bit of a renegade there. He could hang with Michael Irvin. He could. And Jerome could. Brown. He could. He Warren could have been. Big Sills. Let... Big Sills, of course, hanging with me here. Let me do this here. Folks, don't forget here, too. Great Christmas item, A Relentless Life. Jason Cole wrote the book on John Elway, truly one of the top five quarterbacks. If you want to even go into the top three quarterbacks of all time, you can put your hand in those top three, come out. You can, anybody would win a ball game. It's a great book. Please go and purchase it for the holidays. I'm going to throw something at you here, Jace. This kid, Jalen Hurts, is trending for 3,700 passing yards, 63 quarter, uh, quarterback completion percentage, 93 quarterback rating, 950 yards rushing, and 23 touchdowns versus eight interceptions. Is Nick Sirianni and him, are they getting better, in your opinion, as a combination here and this team getting better? And, you know, they're four and six. They're kind of still in it. I think team six and four, four and six are kind of yeah. still in the mix here a little bit. But what's your take on this? They're better. You know, what's the upside? And, look, the quarterback rating is okay and because the league as a whole is, what, at 93 or 4%. So he's league average. Um, and the stats you're talking about are kind of league average. But is that okay for the second year and in a first year in a new offense with weapons around him, which you would say, does anybody on the Eagles scare you as a as as a weapon? Like any no. of their receivers, their tight end, their running back? None of those guys scare you. you, you so considering all that, yeah, Hurts is going the right direction. The question you always come back to, is it good enough? And that's the tough analysis of do you have a guy who's a good part-time starter or, you know, a starter on a mid-level club? Or do you have a guy who you think this is going to change your franchise and he's going to be one of those guys who can make you a competitor year in and year out? And I think the answer to that, I mean, that's a question you have to answer. I think the answer is obviously trending that he's more of a league average player. But I hate to but I hate to draw the final conclusion after basically less than a real year on the job, right? Yeah, he's 14 he has, starts. 14 starts right now. Yeah, we we're, we're, we're we are so rushed in this league to find the answer after less than a season. And you know, and I know it's not the 70s and 80s and 90s where you guys get 3 years and all that. It's not the same thing anymore, but it's also not where 14 games is enough, especially 14 games with mediocre talent around you. That's not enough to me. How about this, Jace? Um, when we look at the league top to bottom, I look at it where it's like there's razor thin great teams and at the bottom it's razor thin and have you ever seen the league more competitive? And I mean, I don't know. They call it parody. I call it competitive. Maybe it's a little bit of both. The league, has it ever been this competitive? I mean, everybody can beat anybody. That's why every week we're seeing these upsets. And I mean, the Washington team crushing the Bucks or Broncos killing the Cowboys. And then they turn around and we're seeing, like on Monday night, 49ers destroy the Rams. I mean, is it just because the league's so competitive? I think the league is competitive, A. B, everybody presents some kind of matchup problem for somebody. 
Like, can you, are you good enough to take advantage of what somebody else's weakness is? That's what this is really about. And which one of these teams can hide the most matchup problems? Can, you know, get away with the thing that doesn't work? Now, look, I think the Bucks right now, and I was talking to a former quarterback the other day, they're a veteran team. Like, they've got 19 guys over the age of 30. They're the oldest team in the league, uh, led by the oldest player in the league, right? I think that they, second half of last year, they took off. They, they, they tore through the schedule. They won the Super Bowl. And then for the first six weeks, basically, they were riding high on that. And then they just hit the, that inevitable wall where they're just kind of bored. And I, I think they're just kind of in a place where it's hard for them to maintain that, just like it's hard to maintain that edge any time over an entire season or over a two-year two span. Kansas City is another example of that. They're so talented. I think they've been coasting for most of the last year. Now, they started to turn it the last couple of weeks here, especially on defense, and then they were really sharp. The The question I have for them is, are they going to be sharp every game for 50 minutes a game and then pull off a little bit on the pedal when they get games taken care of? That's my consider, consideration with Kansas City. Bucks is the same kind of thing. Are they going to sit there and go, okay, we got to snap out of it. we got to be really sharp the rest of the way? Because those two teams, to me, have the talent to really stretch it out away from everybody else. But after them, and if you don't have that mental edge that we're talking about, yeah, you got a clump of teams in both conferences that can, that can, um, that can compete and, and create problems that I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them in the Super Bowl. I mean, as bad as the Rams have played the last two weeks, that's a team that I can see in the Super Bowl. I, I really can. Now, I'm not a big Odell Beckham fan. We've talked about that before. But if he's the two or the three receiver there, especially if the Jefferson kid, if Van Jefferson can pick it up a little bit, they'll be okay. They'll survive without Robert Woods, and that offense will keep going. But, you know, they've hit a snag the past couple of weeks. Here, 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 Jason, is my problem with the Rams. And this happens to teams that like to bring in stars. And you bring in star power, but – it hasn't really come together on the field. I mean, you can have mm -hmm. all the names and fancy names like Von Miller, and you can have the guys like Odell Beckham, Matthew Stafford. You kind of bought that fame. You haven't earned that fame yet. And to me, you see teams like New England, uh, there's just no-name guys on it, but they're, in my opinion, one of the top five teams in the NFL. And I look at the Rams, there's a formula to beat them. You know what it is? Kyle Shanahan and everyone else that understands, just run the ball at them. Aaron Donald's a great position player, but you know what he doesn't do? He plays on some of the worst run defenses in NFL history. Five yards a clip has been an average since he's been in Los Angeles. Hey, it's great to rush the passer, get TFLs, all that. But that's not a very tough team, man. That's a finesse football team. And any right. team that's physical, like you get Derrick Henry, I'd like to see them try to stop that Tennessee team. I don't think they can with Derrick Henry. No, they, they're, they're going to have problems with that team. And they have problems without him, okay? Not going up against Derrick Henry. So, again, that's a matchup issue. And so the key to the matchup for the Rams is you got to get on top of people because you've got to force the other team to want to play finesse football. And so it's great if you start fast in games. It's just like, look, when Jimmy Johnson was coaching the, the, Char the, not Chargers, the Cowboys in the early 90s, and you're very familiar with that team. And you're very familiar with the way that he coached when he was at Miami. 
you know, light but fast defense, right? Not, you know, physical but not, but not big. You know, like not oh, huge never. guys. Never. Right. It was it was fast guys, and so he was great because like, okay, we're going to run the ball. In Dallas, we're going to run on people and pass enough that we will get up on game 7 nothing, 10 nothing, And once we're up 7 nothing or 10 nothing on you, I'm turning the dogs loose, right? I'm letting these guys run all over the field. And now you got to try and throw on my guys, on my speed guys. But if you can keep Dallas under control in the first or the second quarter and keep a game to a field goal game or even get up on them, yeah, you can pound them a little bit. But that was hard to do because they, they had matched their, they had matched what they were offensively perfectly with what they were defensively. And that's, and that's what the Rams try to get to. They're not quite there. And also their running game is just not really that good. I mean, Henderson's okay, but they're not what they were hoping to be when they had Cam Akers. Absolutely. You know, they, they thought that that was going to be a, a much more dynamic running game. And when you don't have that, it means that people can just play pass defense on you. Two last questions for you. If the Cowboys beat Kansas City this weekend, do we really say that they're the number one team in the NFL and they're truly legitimate to win a Super Bowl if they beat the Chiefs this weekend? It's the worst thing that you can ever say about the Cowboys. (laughs) Put what, putting expectations on them? (laughs) No, making them believe that they're good before they've actually proven anything. That's it's. It, I mean, it's sim. What you're saying is is similar to what I'm talking about. Um, but there's just this very slight difference. The Cowboys act as if they've won a Super Bowl two months before they've gotten there. You know, as soon as they start to be good, and I think Jerry has a lot to do with that. It's the way that Jerry walks. It's the way that Jerry preens. It's the way that Jerry conducts himself. He gets ahead of himself. And he imagines himself already holding the Lombardi when it's in week 11. All right. And that's just, that's just how he is because he's so eager to get there. And sometimes it's just like, Hey, you gotta like keep, you gotta keep pounding away at this process until you actually get there. And that's what the Cowboys don't do very well. Okay. Um, I heard Skip Bayless make a comment the other day and I, it kind of led me to this. I wonder, cause you and I kind of touched this last week a little bit. He said that because at the halfway point, and Shannon Sharp asked him a question, who do you pick right now to be your MVP candidate at the halfway point? And Shannon says Aaron Rodgers. And Skip Bayless says, well, he disqualifies himself because he lied to his teammates. Now, that's a misnomer out there. Nobody knows if he lied to his teammates because the Packers were fined three hundred grand. And I haven't heard a teammate yet say anything. And just to assume that they knew or not knew is, to me, as a guy that's on the outside, I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know that. But how can you disqualify somebody because they're not vaccinated? All right, here's the the biggest problem is, and this is, you know, I'm blaming you. I blame you for this, Okay. Why did you present to me any kind of concept that came out of Skip Bayless's mouth? And tried to... <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's your fault. This is you, Cilio. Yes, it's I you. Okay. It's okay. You. Now, now you did it. You did it. You made me shout at you. You made me do this. This is wrong. It's on you. You legitimized Skip Bayless. Oh. This is terrible. 
I, I hate gotta, you, Stanford guys, because you guys make so much stupid sense. I hate. <laughs> you Is there such a thing? A stupid to this conversation. You did that. Oh man, everybody's blowing me up over here. Skips a turd, and oh my god, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna end it there. I'm gonna end it there, folks. Do me a favor. Please make sure you get the book here for the Christmas holidays. Man, it's really an absolutely great read here. Uh, Jason is one of the absolutely best authors. He hasn't written a book on me yet, but that's okay. We'll get there one day. I offered it to him, but yeah, he you says hanging. I want to stay alive. I want to stay alive. Okay, we're ending it here, Jason. <laughs> we're ending it here. She said, Hey, Jason, I love you, man. I'll talk to you next week, brother. Later. You got it, man. All right. Quick timeout. Back to you guys. I saw some great takes over there on the right. So you really do think Howie was in the right to bail out of Wentz and give the keys of the Eagles to Jalen Hurts. It was the right move. We'll head on up more. You keep it here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500, or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Dockerty. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Yeah, I'm sorry for bringing Skip Bayless's name up. Oh, God. But that's something to think about, Eagle fans. If Dak Prescott beats the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Cowboys become legitimate. Where you're going to go like this, okay, they're the best team in the NFL. And then you got to start looking at your roster if you're the Eagles. Do I think Jalen will be good enough to beat that guy? Yeah, thanks, Kevin. He did. Bruce says, keep the opponent's quarterback and offense off the field. Use of the clock. That's running the ball. That's got to be part of the game plan moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've got to put this offense together where you think you can beat Dallas with Jalen. How about this, guys? This is where Dak Prescott is right now compared to Jalen. Jalen's trying to win games. Dak Prescott's trying to beat Patrick Mahomes. You've got to beat these elite quarterbacks with your guy. This is the problem with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield can't beat elite quarterbacks because he's not an elite quarterback. Even when he's on an elite roster. The Browns have an elite roster, guys. That's a damn good roster. Damn good roster. But he can't beat the big boys. Can't beat Lamar. Can't beat Patrick. Can't beat any of those big guys like Aaron or Wilson or any of them dudes. Hell, he can't even beat Mac Jones. He's losing the guys who can't even rent a rent-a-car. Okay? Kevin says Andy Reid clock management is the fault in many of his games. Kevin, you know why that is? Because he doesn't have a legit running attack in Kansas City right now, and that's why Kansas City is really not a consistent football team right now. Big Chris says Aaron Rodgers will take care of the Cowboys in the playoffs. Don't worry. He'll 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 struggle with Brady if Brady gets there again. But the Cowboys, again, pressure comes from the owner, pressure comes from being a Dallas Cowboy. Okay? Williams says Baker Mayfield is 26th in passing, but ranks top five in all other offensive stats. Except for the fact that his football team is not winning. Great stats. Okay? William, he does miss Kareem Hunt. He was 17% of the offense when he was in Kansas City. And they've never really been able to replace that dynamic. It's taken play action away. When I play against Kansas City, I'm not worried about their run game. Just like I wasn't worried about the Eagles' run game until they started making an emphasis on running the ball. Okay? I mean, look, guys. Brady knows it. Aaron Rodgers knows it. If your football team is inept at running the football, you cannot help your quarterback out. You've got to be able to have play-action pass. 
you've got to be able to keep a defensive front seven at bay. You just can't turn yourself systematically into a one-dimensional offensive approach. And that's what happens with many teams. Okay, watch this. They'll do this. We can't run the ball. So automatically you turned yourself dimensionally into a one-dimensional football team. Well, we're not going to run the ball. Okay, great. That means I don't have to game plan that. <laughs> I don't care if you get 25, 30 yards rushing. That's not going to really be the indicator of how that game went. You're going to have a boatload of three and outs, which means what happens when you do a boatload of three and outs? You, you, you give possessions back to the other team. You could be up as much as 15 to 20 points in a game on somebody, but if you keep going three and outs, you're giving possessions away and you keep bringing people back in the game. That's why the teams that struggle in the red zone, you know why they struggle in the red zone? They can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. Pass-happy teams can't survive. Exactly, Ken. Alexander Hertz had a couple a couple of lasers across the middle this year. Would like to see more. Alexander, I don't think that he's comfortable still in that throw yet. I still think he's trying to find passing lanes. I think he's still learning how to find open guys. That's okay. Let that progression take care of itself. Let it come generically. Don't force it in there. What I don't want to do with Jalen right now, I want him to generically field the game plan. See, I think what a lot of you guys are saying here, and guys, a truly great OC will do this. If he sees something that a guy struggles, crossing routes, okay? Why would I have the quarterback throw crossing routes? Come up with something else that moved the chains. Be creative. That's why you're hired. If a guy can't throw on the seam, do something different. Backs out of the backfield. Block and release guys. More in the tight end. By the way, I think Dallas Goddard needs to be utilized more. If they throw the ball to the tight end more, I think that opens the run game, and I think that owns the perimeter up. And I think that also helps your old line in blocking techniques and schemes. Robert says, offensive line, smash mouth, run and attack. You create a men- – Robert, you know what you do with that also? You create a mentality. Like, watch this. I'm going to punch you in the freaking face right here. Right here on this point. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Do you know how helpless that becomes as a football player when someone's telling you what they're going to do and you can't stop it? That's an attitude. Phillips says we need a real number two tied in. Okay, maybe somebody in the second or third round, that kid up at Iowa looks pretty good. East Candom says, I was ready to move from Wentz too. That's what our question was to you guys. I hate to do this to you guys, but let's do the exercise now. Howie was right to move off of Wentz, wasn't he? It seems, boy, I hate to give you such, I hate to give you such a weak answer. 
But it seems, doesn't it, that Howie was right. Big Chris says, I got a Philly Wentz t-shirt on right now. (laughs) Eastside Monster says it was time. Matt says something interesting. It seems that Wentz moved on from Howie and the Eagles. Gil says, no coincidence, that the running game got better as soon as Hurts, as soon as that Hurts left, he's great at receiving, but sucks at blocking. Big Chris, you wear house shirts? I got house shirts. It's all good. Leo says, if Jalen becomes a starter, Howie will look like a genius. Well, wait a minute here. Guys, team's getting better. The coach is getting better. Start admitting it. Don't be one of these sports guys that you're stuck in your ways and you can't see people getting better at their job. Don't be that guy, okay? Because this is not about rooting against somebody getting worse. This is about somebody getting better and making your team better. Joe says Wentz was a poor leader. Gas says Doug Peterson would have a winning record with that team. Good point. Okay. Gas, that could... So you think Sirianni's not getting better. I happen to think Sirianni is getting better. I, I actually do. And that's the second hour question. Was Howie right to move on from Doug Peterson and hire Nick Sirianni? Hour two coming up. We'll get back to your thoughts. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500, or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, 
IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome to Hour 2, Big Sills National Football Show. Eastside Monster, hey, Big Sills. Where else can you go but up? (laughs) Right on, man. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. All of our great folks over here on the right, we appreciate you guys adding content to the program. We thank you so much. Philly Eagle, thank you for stepping in. By the way, let's start this hour off. Please do me a favor, guys. Hit that like button for me, man. You guys have been sensational, you know, over the last couple months here doing that. It's one of the fastest growing shows because of you guys, man. I mean, it's just taken off. You know, it's funny. Xander and I said, Sills, you know, man, you have so many great guests on. You know, we got to kind of change it up a bit. So, you know what we did? We started interacting with you guys. It's been the best thing to happen to the program. And I love it. Thank you. It's been great. Hey, real quick, before I get moving on here, and I want to ask you about Doug Peterson versus Nick Sirianni here. I want to do that here. But, you know, let me say this to you. Isn't it crazy to watch the New England Patriots right now and how good at coaching they're getting up there in New England? That's 6-4 and four team. Are they a top five team? Boy, I'll tell you. That's a top five football team, guys. And why is that? Coaching is spectacular. Okay. It's spectacular. The way that Mac Jones is playing over the last three or four weeks, not turning the ball over, your biggest nightmare is happening. You know what that is? Belichick's winning again. Could that team win a Super Bowl? I don't know about that, but I know they can get to an AFC title game. Okay. Philly Eagle says, great show so far. A lot of things I never really considered. Well, that's what we're really hoping for here. Philly, that's what we kind of hope, you know, that we throw things out at you that you don't hear on every single show. You know, every show to me is white noise. It's just the same old, same old. You know what I'm saying? Same old, same old. Hey, real quick, I'm going to get to Sirianni and um, and Dougie here in a minute. Guess you remember Le'Veon Bell? I want to show you what bad decisions do. Le'Veon Bell, three years ago, was considered one of the best running backs in the NFL. He had it all. 1,500-yard rusher, 
700 yards receiving. He was an amazing football player. What happened when he left Pittsburgh? Sat out that whole year, lost $18 million. Went to the Jets. It was a complete train wreck. And now, this week, he was cut. He was cut. All poor decisions made by Le'Veon Bell. I don't think he's 33. Good coaching. Mike Tomlin, Steelers. This is where I give Antonio Brown a lot of credit. He saw his career going down the toilet. He hooked his wagon to Tom Brady so that Brady could resurrect his career again. And he has. Le'Veon thought he knew better. Thought that it was about him and not a team concept. Not wanting to be involved in a team. Thought it was just all about, you know, showing up and catching footballs and running the game and not understanding that there's a game out there. You talk about a guy who's imploded his career, that's your dude. East Canham says that the Steelers didn't bend for Bell. Yeah, and look what happened to him. He's now a homeless guy. And what I mean by homeless guy, he has no football team. He has no football team. And he may not have any options. All right. So in the first hour, we talked a little bit about Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. I read you the numbers. Jalen, for all intent purposes, is outplayed and outperformed Carson Wentz in the first 14 games. Both of them side by side. If you look at the numbers, Jalen's got better numbers. Let's take a look at the way Doug Peterson and the way that Nick Sirianni has gone about his business here. Do you think we, we asked the question, was it the right move to move off of Carson Wentz? And was Howie right to do it? Okay. Was Howie right to move off of Doug Peterson? Still a lot of football to play. Seven games left. Half a season, basically. I get it. But was he right to move off of Doug? What do you think? This is a tough one. East Camden, exclamation point, no. Jeremiah, I don't know. Philly says, I would have had Deuce Staley be the offensive coordinator and Doug Peterson as head coach. Oh, Philly. That means then that Howie loses control of the locker room. It would be Doug and Deuce. That's never going to happen. You've got to play the game with Howie. Okay? You've got to play the game with Howie. Howie wants some control of Sundays. You've got to carve a piece out. You've got to carve a piece out for the guy or he's going to create trouble for you the same way he created trouble for Doug. Right? You've got to carve a piece out. Cowboy for life. But I have to watch Big Sills every day because you tell 
Street, brother. Thank you so much, dude. By the way, if your Cowboys beat Kansas City, you're legitimately the best team in the league. I know Eagle fans don't want to hear that, but they will be, and they would have played and would have had the best body of work, in my opinion, so far this season. Packers are right there, though. Okay? The Packers are right there. I don't think Arizona's right there. I, I, I just don't. But I think the Cowboys are right there, and the Packers are together. I, th- I think it's those two. It's kind of like Georgia, Alabama in the college ranks right now. Anthony, bottom line is that when Doug and Wentz got the boot, how we should have too. Anthony, we know this, but get this, dude. That's not ever happening. He's a rock star for the owner. He's $21 million under the salary cap, my friend. He's got 11 draft choices next year. He has set this franchise up so that the owner looks at him as a rock star, man. And your team is getting better. So look at the dynamics. I'm not a Howie Roseman guy. You guys know this. But watch this. Facts are facts. Eagles are getting better. They've got 11 draft choices. They're $21 million under the salary cap with Wentz money. Still on the books. Guys, I know we don't want to give that guy any credit. But you can't deny what's going on here. Right? Nobody here wants to give Howie Roseman love. I get it. Guy's a freaking disaster in our eyes, you know? Is he really, though? Are we seeing clear here? Sean says if Hurts works out, we need to draft defense. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Paul, so now that things are getting better, do you have faith in how? Oh, my God, that's a great question, Paul. Has that dynamic changed? You see Paul's dynamic right there? They may be getting better. Coaching staff may be getting better, but do we still feel comfortable enough to give that dude all those picks? Guys, do me a favor. Please, I keep asking you this. Please hit the like button for me. Thank you so much, man. It means a lot to me. Um, I, I, I think, didn't we, Xander, have, like, a couple days ago, like, 100 some odd and, like, one no like, or maybe not even, we didn't even have no dislikes on the thing. You guys have been great, man. Thank you. So please like the show. Share it later if you missed any of it. Philly says this. Hutchinson, Will Anderson, good players. You're talking about the kid from Michigan, right? That edge rusher. I voted for him for All-American. Will Anderson, the kid from Bama, right? Those are two good football players, man. The kid from George is pretty good too, that kid Davis. I think his name is Jordan Davis. That kid can rock it. He's a young player, but that kid can rock it, man. Jeff, if they don't plan on moving Minshew, I see no reason to even draft a quarterback next year. Jeff, I'm going to disagree with you on that. You know where I'm going to go here with you on this? Dude, don't ever not draft a quarterback, even if it's in the seventh round. You never know when you find Brady. 
I would never today, ever, ever, ever go through a draft and not draft a quarterback. He may suck. He may be terrible. Hey, Tony Romo was undrafted. You just don't know what you're finding sometimes in the latter rounds. You, Dak Prescott was a fourth rounder. The kid Dean, I think he's from Georgia. So draft a guy. Just draft him. Sean says how he can't draft a wide receiver, but other draft picks aren't that bad. Sanders Goddard. Hey, Mulata too in the latter round, right? Right? So that's a good point. So again, here's my thought process so far in Sirianni. He's also getting better, guys. And you know what you you know what you're seeing about him? They're running the ball. They're pretty good play designs. But you know what they're setting up the run with? Guess what they're setting the run up with? It's pretty brilliant, actually. They're setting the run up with the threat of Jalen taking off running. And it's creating space for the backs. That's why you're seeing they're setting up the run game with the threat of Jalen Hurts taking off running. They're basically what they're doing is they're baiting the opponent. They're baiting the opponent. Like if you don't bring a spy or what they call sometimes a Wolverine down to spy on Jalen, Jalen, there'll be a guy that will be right in front of Jalen all the time. No matter where he rolls to, no matter what he does, and as soon as Jalen takes off, what does he do? That guy goes and tries to cut him off and tries to get him on the ground. What happens when you leave a spy down? Tight ends open behind him. Or turn around, hand the ball off, running back goes this way. A lot of counter trays. That's why you're seeing success in the run game. Counter trays. Jalen's going here, but handing here, and the ball's coming back to the backside. They've got the dudes to do this. And so what they're doing is they're, they're using him as bait, and they've baited it. Know this, though. These coordinators today... They're going to catch up on that. So to me, that's why I say Goddard's got to be more effective. Block, release. Brady's favorite target is what? There's two of them. What's Brady's two favorite targets? What positions are Brady's two favorite? And then the third one, if you want to add it in there. What are Brady's two favorite? He loves throwing to the tight end and to the slot. He's a slot passer. Brady's made a fortune on winning ball games on throwing to the slot. Okay, Ken, not A.B. Wide receivers in the system in New England, name me gigantic receivers that were on the perimeter. The perimeter's receivers... Can you name, outside of Randy Moss, what perimeter receiver do you remember catching gigantic numbers? Wes Welker, Amendola, and Edelman were slots. 
They were slot receivers. That's right, King. The slot in the tight end position. Or a check down to a back. Brady wasn't over the top. He wasn't risk it, no biscuit. That's what changed everything last year for the Buccaneers. You know why Jameis Winston had a gigantic turnover number? Because Jameis Winston is not a good deep thrower. That's why he had those 30 picks. Jameis Winston needed to be more like Brady, and that's why he was playing better in New Orleans. It was more check down Charlie crap. It was more of that shit. But it was moving the ball in the chains, and they were winning because of it. Think about what Mike just said. Deion Branch is not a gigantic wideout, dude. He's a no-name guy who had a big game, but he wasn't a big statistical guy there. And when they had the guy who was the big statistical guy in um, Randy Moss, they didn't win a Super Bowl. They never won a Super Bowl with Moss. They were undefeated, had everything going, broke every record. In the end, it didn't matter. Get this. That 2001 team had Deion Branch and Troy Brown as wideouts. <laughs> Troy Brown was a dual player. He played DB, special teams, and wideout. That's not really a frontline guy. McLeod, rigor's a bust. We need more skill. McLeod, yeah, man. Janice is not a very good player, is she? Not a very good player. You know? Janice ain't all that hot. Janice Riger, is it? Rieger? Not a very good player. Ken, thank you, brother. Slot and TE. Absolutely. You know East Candom, right? Janice? Oh, there's Janice out there. Hey, nobody heard her. <laughs> nobody heard her. I don't want anybody, you know, everybody, anybody. To... Make sure you respect her. <laughs> if you see Janice Rieger on the field, make sure you respect her. Okay? I don't want anybody getting hurt or anything. You know, because, you know, like, you know, in case, in case she hurts a heel or something or breaks a nail, you know, going back to the football, helping your quarterback out. Okay. I don't, I don't know who I disrespect more as a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, Alshon Jeffries or that dude. At, at, at least Janice is not a constant, you know, locker room cancer like Alshon Jeffries was. You know, Alshon Jeffries is a clubhouse cancer. Oh, Nikki, I love you. Oh, Nikki, here's, this, you know what this is? This is the Nikki juice. Oh, Nikki, my powers are back. You're starting. Mmm. Don't worry, it's not vodka. Oh, yeah. If it was vodka, I'd be doing this. Here's a shot to my homies. <laughs> nah, man. I, I can't do that, man. Back in the day, I could.
today, I'm old man Sills now. <laughs> hey, Philly Eagle, I'm old man Sills now, man. Hey, hey, four beers. <laughs> you heard me say it right. Four beers. Woo. How you doing? Right? Four beers. How you doing? Yeah, but well, hey, it, we'll take a sh- no, here. Here's a shot. Here's the shot for my homies. Right here. Janice, I love you. Janice Riger. Quite a shot. Quite a shot here. Quite a shot. Aikman made a point about a big-time wide receiver. I want to show you why having one of these guys is not the most important thing. And really, Doug Peterson, I, 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 I've been thinking about it. Was it right to fire him maybe and move on? I'm going to give it – I'm going to give the argument for both sides. And tell me which side you guys land on, okay? Tell me which side you land on. We'll do it next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. <laughs> At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Doherty. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that.
Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. Blowing the show up again. Shit, you guys are fantastic, man. As I've told you guys, you know my aunt loves this show more than my nighttime show that I do, National Radio. She loves all you guys. Just want you to know that. And you're some of the smartest people I've ever spoken to in my 28 years of broadcasting. Okay? Passion, to the point, no patience. When you're paying $375 a ticket, you shouldn't have any patience. Dude, make this team better tonight. I'm not giving you season tickets. And being a season ticket holder for five years and you blow out loud, I'm not doing that. Nobody has disposable time or income nowadays. Thank you, Joe. Nobody has that. Sage says Wentz was born in North Carolina, but he is from North Dakota. Wherever you live, longest is where you really are. I don't know what that means when it comes to mentality. If you're thinking because you're from a small town that you can't fit in. Phil Sims fit in just fine in New York. Brett Favre fit in. Well, that kind of was right, though. Mississippi kid going to Green Bay. That kind of fit. Ben Roethlisberger fitting in Pittsburgh. Maybe a pretty decent point. Parlay says, really? Playoffs or in the hunt? Fire Howie or resign? Parlay, wait a minute. Parlay, are they getting better? Yes or no? And I know what you're going to say. Sills, are you giving out participation medals here? No. No, I'm not. No, I'm not giving participation medals out. $9 a beer. Win, man. Hey, nine bucks a beer. That's right, Chris. There's my boy, Big Chris. He's done. That's right. (laughs) Hey, Chris, I'm with you, man. Nobody cares about vaccinations. Let's see here. Hugh says Rieger plays nervous and out of touch. He just seems like he's not even part of the offense. Right? He just seems like he's not even part of the offense. 30 bucks to park. Oh, the guys are dropping all of it on there now. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. Let me get this right. And wait a minute now. The Eagles in every place want you guys to be, um, like, you know, patient with the team, right? This is why you guys shouldn't be patient with the team. So is it really? Actually, guys, I got to tell you, it's only $30 to park at the – I was going to say the vet. It's only $30 to park at Lincoln Financial. Really? It's a hundred bucks to park at SoFi. I'm not kidding. It's like 60, 80, it's like 60 or 70 bucks or something like that. So $30 parking. Beers are 10 bucks, right? That's a football game, man. Big Seal's got to have four. So there's 40 bucks for me. My wife's going to have four. There's 80. My kid's going to want Cokes and stuff and food. We're going to want food. There's another 100 Holy crap, me. I'm at 215 bucks already, and I even bought my ticket. 
So I'm at 200. Wait a minute here. I'm at $215 already. And what are the tickets to go to Lincoln Financial for a good seat? $350? Is that fair? So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me you're paying $565? Okay. You could park in Cincinnati for 17 bucks. Hey, 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 Jeff, you could do a lot of things in Cincinnati for 17 bucks. How you doing? <laughs> okay. Hey, how you doing? 17 bucks gets you a lot in Cincinnati. So five sixty-five a ticket. Well, you got to do that times two with your old lady. So you're talking thirteen hundred bucks there. Take your kid. There's another five hundred. So wait a minute. You're spending two grand for three people every weekend, and they want you to be cool and patient. Hey, hey, what do you think I'm stupida? Hey, Boda Fortuna, what are you thinking about here? He's done out of Buffalo. What are you crazy? I'm not paying two grand to sit there and watch you guys limp along. A Coke is 10 bucks. That Coke. Okay. Just, just keeping score. Ken says rounded off to about 600 bones. How you done? <laughs> right. Okay. I'm not waiting for anything. I'm not waiting for any of that. All right, guys. Let's do it. Would you have rather have had Doug Peterson coaching this team this year than Nick Sirianni? Hey, Dupree, it looks like you're really a decision maker in the house. <laughs> Hey, Dupree. <laughs> uh, right? East Cannon says yes. Kent says yes. Jeff Doug. Okay. Yes. Philly says, I don't know. What? I don't know. Kevin says yes with his staff. Why did the Eagles, guys, why did the Eagles, why did they think it was in the best interest to start over on a game plan? Why was it important for them to do that? I'm going to think out loud here. Do you mind? What made it so that they needed to clean house and they wanted to go in a different direction. The only way you get a divorce, and tell me if you guys subscribe to this. The only reason you move on in a relationship is, is because you're not compatible. B says eagle from the parade. Jeff says money. Damon says, because what they were doing wasn't working. Derek says, because they were trying to keep Carson Wentz. Wentz didn't want Doug. 
Pass heavy mindset. You know all the things that you guys are saying right now? Do you know what you guys are telling me? There was too many people in the room with too many different philosophies and not one direction. It's like being on a ship and the captain is asking everybody's opinion on how they should set sea and how they should get around Cape Horn. I'm using this as an example. If I'm the experienced guy in the building, it's going to be my final decision. If we hit rocks, we hit rocks. But I'm not hitting rocks because 14 guys told me different things. Okay? We've got to have a plan where everybody is on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, Jimmy Johnson got fired because of this. If you're not on the same page with making everybody better around you and you don't want to work with everybody, know this, guys. It's the owner and the general manager's right to have people in the building who they want to work with, no matter what your successful resume says. Those days, and know this, look around the NFL, Brandon Staley, Cliff Kingsbury, Kevin Stefanski, Matt LaFleur. What do these guys all have in common? They're all working with their front offices. Unlike the old days. Guys, I'm going to make a comparison to you with Major League Baseball. Don't you see that all the old school baseball managers with the great personalities are no longer in the game? Sparky Anderson, um, Joe Torre, all those big personality guys are no longer in the game. You don't see those guys like Earl Weaver. You don't see the Billy Martins anymore. Hell, you don't even see the Dallas Greens any longer. Where these guys were these gigantic personalities. And you were paying these, even Bruce Bochy, and you were paying these guys millions of dollars. Look at what you have now. You have no-name guys in baseball, and all that economics, you know what they're doing with it? No Jimmy Johnsons. You know, you know what they're doing with that money? They're reinvesting in it in their bullpens. Instead of spending money on a $5 million, $6 million a year manager, you know what they're doing? Paying the guy a million and a half. And you know what else they're doing? They're spending that money on bullpen guys because that's where the economics needs to go. The race show you this every day. How many people thought Kevin Cash was going to be a really good manager after Joe Madden left the Tampa Bay Rays? The Tampa Bay Rays have a system in there on how they pay people. You start getting money like David Price or Evan Longoria, they'll ship your ass out of town no matter who you are. Schnell, all of them. They'll get rid of you. And here they are still winning 97 games every year and winning the American League East. It's a system that they have in tow now that the Rays are the best baseball system and the best sports system on the planet. They are truly moneyball. They get further than the A's. Where I'm going with this is you're not going to see gigantic name coaches hired any longer like the John Gruden's or paying $100 million in salaries. You're not going to see that any longer. That stupid talk that people had about Lincoln Riley going 
to the Eagles was made up in a lie. Hey, I like John Ritchie, great guy, but that was complete bullshit. And here's why. Lincoln Riley makes $8 million a year. He's got a $6 million tenor offer, which means this. A tenure, if you're there over 10 years, they stroke you a separate check for $6 million, and he got it this year. Guys, he, he, he's, he's got a, a tenor a tenor um, check. If he's there for a particular amount of time, he gets stroked $6 million. He's never going to the Eagles. Why? Because he coached Jalen? How dumb can you be? And by the way, the next candidate for coaches that are in that Kevin Stefanski and Brandon Staley and Nick Sirianni mold is Joe Brady in Carolina. Joe Brady's going to be a head football coach in the NFL. You know who else is going to be? Kellen Moore. Doug Peterson is going to have to take a haircut when it comes to salary. He's not going to make these jobs. Do you know what Nick Sirianni makes? He makes 2.7 million bucks. That's not even in the top 20 highest paid college football coaches in the country. Do you know that? Dabo Sweeney makes nine and a half million. Saban makes 11.5. Coach Ogeron makes 10. Yeah, Matt Rule's got a six-year deal. Six-year deal. That owner's one of the richest owners, though, in all of pro football. He doesn't get it right. They'll fire his ass, too. B says B enemy finally gets a shot this upcoming season. B, I don't know about that. Kansas City's kind of walking back. You think they're looking good offensively and you're going to turn the keys over? I don't know. Eric Bieniemy is not really the play caller there. Eastside says, if Sirianni doesn't work out, give me Todd Bowles. Eastside monster. He's the heir apparent to Bruce Arians. They just signed him to a three-year contract extension. He's going to take over for Bruce when he's done. They're not allowing a guy like Mike Tomlin ever to leave their coaching ranks again. Mike Tomlin was on that Buccaneer staff back in the day with Tony Dungy. They're not just going to let those coaches roll out of the room any longer. The Herm Edwardses of the world, the Lovey Smiths, they're not going to let those guys, uh, Rod Marinelli, they're not going to let those guys just leave any longer in Tampa Bay. The Glazers are really, you know, the one thing about the Glazers, I'll say, they really do a great job of finding assistant coaches. Maybe Leftwich B. I could see Leftwich getting an opportunity. I would I hope I hope Leftwich gets a chance to coach. I, I think it's he's waiting for a pro job. But I personally think that, you know what, I I I know I know this. I know Marshall offered him the job. Marshall wanted him to go back to Zalma Mata and be the head guy there and be the head football coach. But he, I think he's waiting and he's gonna try to make his play to be a head football coach in the NFL. Smile says Marlon's got right of Cabrera, get, got rid of Cabrera, triple crown guy. Smile, you want to hear something about the Marlins? The Marlins got rid of Babe Ruth twice. Miguel Cabrera 
and they got rid of Stanton. I mean, think about this for a second. Miguel Cabrera is arguably one of the top three right-hand hitters in the last 60 years. Multiple batting titles, multiple home run championships, triple crown. The last American League guy to win a triple crown was Yastrzemski in 67. The guy was amazing. It went Robinson, then it went Yastrzemski in 67. 66 Frank, 67 Yastrzemski, then it was Cabrera. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest right-hand hitters you'll ever see in your life. And you know what they said about him? He's a fat drunk. If that's a fat drunk, give me 25 of those guys. Give me 25 of those dudes. Smile brings up Penn State's James Franklin. Uh, James Franklin's 10-9 and nine over the last 19 ballgames. And, 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 and uh, Smile, I think you're south a little bit. I thought it was more like $8.5 that he makes at Penn State. Okay. I thought it was more eight and a half million bucks. So again, uh, guys, I'm sitting here and I'm going like this. And I'm a Doug Peterson guy. I showed you the picture over there of me sacking Doug when he was in the World League. I like Doug. Three weeks ago, I'm doing this to you guys. No way. Doug Peterson was a terrible mistake. Now I'm doing this. Maybe maybe what they did was we want a new start. I want a new start. But there's always a gamble when you're doing that. You know, I want a new start. Maybe, maybe that's the question. Was it time for a new start in Philadelphia? Jeff says how he wanted a yes, man. Okay. But again, Jeff, that's knowing the game. Jeff, dude, guys, please follow me here. Okay. You've got to carve out a piece of the team for Howie. If you're not going to do that, you're going to be banging your head against the wall saying, fire Howie, he sucks, he's no good. You've got to carve a piece out for the guy. He wants to be involved in the game plan. Fine. He wants to be involved in personnel decisions on game day. Fine. You've got to be good with this. Or you can't coach in Philly. And that's what happened to Doug. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. See, I might, if I'm the general manager of a team, I'm not going to have that mentality. Here's how I'm going to run the team. I'm going to hire you. Let's just say Lou. Lou, I'm going to hire you as my coach, okay? And I'm going to hold your ass accountable to every single thing you do because I hired your ass. You're gonna, you're, you and I are going to talk about who your assistants are. Then we're going to go talk to the owner on who you want and why you want that guy. 
and we're going to put it all together so that when we're watching you play particular players or have different schemes, we're going to know where you're going mentally. Scoreboard's not going to matter because sometimes every team, as you start something new, it's going to go through bumps and bruises and all that other stuff. Okay? Carlos, get over the flower stuff. It, it It's dorky. I hate it. I hate T-shirts and shit like that. I'm with you. It's stupid. But he is getting better. See, I think what really started happening was there was just too much BS going on in the front office. This guy's complaining. This guy's complaining. The owner was hearing all of this. There's just too much noise in the Eagle front office. What I've seen over the last three weeks, a little bit of settling of it. I like it. Mallory, perfect. Chemistry, success. Yes. Yes, Mallory. Yes. That's right. Can't just be on the field, right? It's got to be in the front office and the personnel department. Hell, it's got to be in your ticket office. Absolutely. All right, guys, please do me a favor. Hit the like button for me. I so appreciate it. And I'm going to ask you this question. If the Cowboys beat Patrick Mahomes this weekend, are they the best team in the NFL? We'll hit on that. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Basketball is part of how we grew up in this city. And every morning, IBEW Local 98 members take their best shot building this city, rescuing our community from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are, like the Hawks who will never die. Local 98 members love tradition. John Docker. Business manager of Local 98 says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Show. Here's my boy, Big Chris. Big Chris, you remind me of something here. Let me say something about this Aaron Rodgers thing. So, again, Skip Bayless says that um, Aaron Rodgers is automatically disqualified because he's not vaccinated for MVP. I'm like this. What are you, a doctor? Well, he lied to his teammates. How do you know, guy? You lied about Troy Aikman being gay. What else are you lying about? That guy has no credibility with me. This guy lied that Troy Aikman was gay. Skip Bellis, that's all you need to know. Went around making it. He wrote a book and sold the book with the notion that he just threw it out there. He didn't care if he hurt Troy's person. He didn't care if he hurt his family. He didn't care about any of that. He just went out and wrote a book and tried selling it with the innuendo that Troy Aikman was gay. Google it. Troy hates his guts. Oh, by the way, real quick. I believe The Rock is going to make an appearance on this show. He's in production. And Rock is going to try to carve out 30 minutes for us. You know, I was going to post it on Twitter. But I'm going to wait. By the way, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, that's at Dan Celio Show. But um, Krause, remind me to send you that email. Uh, Team Rock is working. He's in production right now, but they're definitely going to put it in front of him and get it on his calendar to come on the uh, National Football Show. So we're working on my boy, The Rock, to come on here. I mean, right? (laughs) I just love the guy, man. Yeah, but so, like, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers is disqualified from being the MVP because he's not vaccinated. Not to bore you to death. And, Chris, I'm with you. Nobody cares about that conversation because it's private. I'm with you. But I don't care if you're vaccinated, guy. Don't care. Nobody cares about you. Okay? Skip, nobody cares. Uh, you know, it's funny. My, my wife tells me this all the time about my political beliefs. Nobody comes here to the National Football Show to give a shit about me and my vaccination status. You kind of care about what we talk about in sports. That's why you come here. That's why you come here. Drew, thank you, brother. Junie, you know what? I, I love that he gets responses, but when you start talking like that and branding people that you don't know, it shows you why the social media platforms like Twitter are the outhouse wall of social media. You know what's funny? Xander says this to me all the time. Jesus, Silio, you're not a racist. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Holy cow. You don't say off the cuff stuff like, I'm like this. Where did you get that from? He goes, the internet. Oh, the internet. You, hey, you want to hear a cute story? Do you, hey, get this, guys. Do you know what my daughter does? When she has friends over the house, I went downstairs one time here in the Dan Cave. My daughter's laughing with her friends. And I go like this. What are you guys laughing at? She goes, oh, Dad, I told that to Google you. I'm going like, oh, my God. I walk out with complete shame. Hey. Complete shame. Ugh. Here, I, I, I did a, um, a roundtable today. East Camden, you're going to love this. I did a, I did a um, roundtable today with all the Hurricanes. Warren Sapp, Ed Reed, uh, Ray Lewis, um, Michael Irvin. We were all talking about the state of the University of Miami. And Mel Bratton, one of my awesome teammates, comes on and he goes like this. You know what's really cool? Yeah, Xander goes, Big Sills would just throw my name out in front of anything. Hey, man, when you're on with Big Sills, Xander, you got to duck and weave, brother. The hell you think this is? Some show you just sit around talking about bullshit? Come on, man, you got to duck and weave, bro. Come on, man. What's out, Haymaker? So get this. My my, my boy uh, Mel Bratton was going like this to me today. Sills, wasn't it all about love in our locker room? I said to him, I go, I've never been in a better place in my life, okay, than in my Miami Hurricane locker room. Man, I loved every one of them dudes, every one of them. We just had a great time. We laughed so hard. You know, the greatest thing about the University of Miami was, man, is our brotherhood is so strong. These other people call us all names. They call us all these crazy names, but you know what, bro? It's really great that I have friends and brothers like that. Go, Sills, I love you. And I said, hey, look at Lamar Thomas. Lamar Thomas wanted me to do a show tonight. You know what he called me? He called me his big brother because I took him under my wing when I was at the U. I took him under my wing. He looked at me. He goes, man, how will I ever be as good as Michael Irvin? He was a first-round draft choice. I told him this. I said, dude, hard work gets you there. Hard work gets you there. And he's like, okay. I said, you got the talent. I got you. You're one of my boys. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. I, I know we're in the politically correct world. One of my guys, I don't want you guys crying or Someone there crying, going, did he say boy? Okay, did he say boy? Hey, East Side Monster. Let me show you this. I don't know if you guys remember, but George Foreman was on my show. Big Sill sitting ringside. George got me the press pass when he knocked Michael Moore out. George is one of my dear friends. He's my boxing expert. And I love Big George. Oh, man, me and Big George. He was on for, well, I don't know. Maybe he was on for like 30 minutes or something like that. We were only supposed to get him for 10, but Big George. Man, I love that guy. 
Loved it, man. Hey, hey, man, Big George, man, my one of my favorite heavyweights of all time. We're, we're working on Tyson, too, to come on the show. I love Mike. I've had Tyson on twice or so, but we're going to get The Rock. We're going to get him, man. Yeah, it was such a great experience today. That's the greatest thing about a you – know, you, know, you know what, guys? Maybe some of the things that I got in trouble for in the past, you know why? Because it was like locker room talk and maybe I let my guard down in public because, you know, today you can't let your guard down in public because you'll be called a racist no matter what it is. If you agree with somebody, you disagree. If you say something about Rittenhouse, you're a racist or you're a, what is it, white supremacist? <laughs> I don't even own a gun. <laughs> I don't. I don't own a gun. I, but I think everybody in this country has a right to own a gun. Okay? But I don't own one. Each his own. Yeah, Ken, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Big sales. Hey. <laughs> Uh, uh, big sale. Boom. Can you imagine picking a fight with Big George? George's got to be the only guy that's in the, on the planet that's 67 years old. I could beat the piss out of everybody. Slow, snowflake society. I'll say. I'll absolutely say. You guys have been spectacular, man. Please. Please, I beg you. And by the way, I'll check the like button. We're killing it. Please hit it. Also, too, you can follow me over on Twitter if you can. We stay. I And by the way, I respond to all you guys, man. Okay, over at Dan Cilio Show. Wait, hang on here before we get out of here. What's the question down there that you're asking me? Who invented the swim technique for a defensive lineman? Got to be Deacon. It's got to be Deacon Jones. Guys, can we just not talk forever? We could keep going, right? All right, I got to get out of here. Hey, do me a favor. Share, like the show. We'll catch you tomorrow, 4 to 6. If you missed any of it, go over to the Jacob Media channel. All of our shows are there. We'll be with you tomorrow, brother. We appreciate everybody that comes aboard here with us, especially the new people that are chiming in with us. Thank you for everything. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern time, and we'll see you on the flip side. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.